We are live tonight with undefeated super middleweight Calvin, one of the best nicknames in boxing, Calvin Hot Sauce Henderson. What's happening tonight? What's up, big dog, man? You good, Mark? We're doing good, doing good. Uh, you're down in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. How's everything going down there? Man, it's going really well, man. The weather's pretty humid, but just how I like it, though, man. It's pretty nice, great weather. I'm getting my running in, so can't complain, man. What have you been up to during this uh, shutdown with everything, you know, with uh, with uh, everything going on with the coronavirus, the pandemic, COVID-19? What uh, what have you been doing? Man, really just trying to stay busy right now, man. It's just, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of you can't take this job like a part-time job, like a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. So, man, I'm just trying to stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Doing a lot of running. Uh, I've actually been hitting the weights too. Me and my strength coach been actually getting together and doing some more weight stuff to kind of put on some more muscle, some more power in those shots. And then I got back working with my pads. I actually started back sparring last week, man. And so I got cleared to get back to some sparring. So that's been going well also. Well, you, you, you can talk about that. Obviously, you um, you uh, you were injured in your in your last fight. And uh, if you want to get into it, uh, go right ahead. What, what, what happened there? Yeah, so it was actually it was an injury that happened. Um, it was an old injury. It kind of went under the radar for a little while. And um, I had a big opportunity coming up with Showbox in Las Vegas, one of the Floyd fighters. And I was going through my pre-fight medicals like I always do. But Nevada, um, one of the stricter commissions required, I went to an ophthalmologist, not an optometrist. So I went to an actual MD doctor, the eye. And the first thing they saw was the cataracts in my eye. But they was like, don't worry about that. You can still fight with those. Not a big deal. Then he saw a detached retina in my eye. And um, he said he could tell for just from how long it was torn. It was an old injury. I kind of got an idea about when it kind of started. But um, I'm just thankful they caught it when it did. It was kind of bad time and good time, it's hot thing, man. It was a bad time because I was about to show the world we already know, and good time because they caught it before mm-hmm. I lost my eye completely. You're coming off your, the first, you know, little blemish on your record, the draw with <clears throat> against uh, Plana last, uh, <clears throat> late last year. And then Plana took that opportunity that you had, and he did a great job against Newman, the guy you were supposed to fight. What are exactly. your <clears throat> – I mean, uh, does it give you a little bit of – you know, kind of vindication, you know, that, hey, you know what, I fought a heck of a fighter, plan, and, and he, he uh, showed well as well. So that was the thing. So with the um, the Newman fight, man, that was in the bag for us, man. Like, when I say that, that, that guy was picked perfect for us. I like the way he was so confident in his skill sets. I mean, it wasn't going to have to chase him. He was going to come to me. And so it was perfect, man. We was going to knock Newman out, man. That's not even me, like, being cocky, nothing. Just the hard work we put in. I know my skill set match up against his. But, yeah, man, so his fight with Polana, it showed what I've been saying when I fought Polana after the fight, that this guy is awkward, man. Like, this guy is not as easy as it seems when you see him fight. When you watch him fight, his hands down, his chin is high in the air, and you think, oh, I'm going to step to him and catch him with the right hand. Good luck, you know what I mean? And so um, I feel like we fought the, the right game plan. I just took too long to get it going. So I, I feel like in the 10-round fight, I would have got the decision. But uh, you got you to gotta step with him with a good job, and I, I think we had that going just – it just took too long to get it going. Is that a fight um, at some point you'd want to run back? Man, I want all the smoke, man. You know me. Yeah. Um, I don't turn down fights, man. Of course, the time is right, the money right. Let's make it happen. 
Last uh, year, year and a half or so, um, it's kind of been a little bit of a coming out party for you. You were uh, about nine, nine and hour or so fighting down, you know, in Texas and in Arkansas. You came up, you defeated a, a very good fighter on Brandon Robinson, and you uh, beat a, a nice fighter uh, uh, around here in Atlantic City named Antoine Akins. You stopped both of them. You know, that, that kind of puts you on the map a little bit. Uh, you know, what, what, what's it been like in the, in the sense that um, – you know, you're now on the map as a legitimate prospect, you know, kind of creeping into being a contender. It was crazy that, you know, in my in my area, there's not a lot of top professional boxing in my area. And so we knew that we can go under the radar for a little while. But then guys who know boxing knows boxing. So they know when a guy is real deal, when not the real deal. So our game plan when we first turned pro and didn't have the big backing like top rank or golden boy is our first thing was get the first 10 pro fights out the way. So whoever was willing to fight for a decent amount of price will fight them, get experience, keep learning. Um, and then when the opportunity comes, which it did against Brendan Robinson, Marshall came calling, and we took the opportunity, which most cats at that at that point in their career wouldn't take, man. 10 and 0, went to somebody else's backyard and their promotion company and fight their champ in the main event. You know, a lot of cats wouldn't do that. And boxing is about calculated risk, as you know. We took the opportunity. But it's been great, man, just showing the world. You asked me my interview after I fought Antoine Aikens, was I surprised that my jab knocked him down or dropped him? And I was like, no, man, we've been knowing this. You guys may be surprised. This is something we've been working on for a long time. Gotcha. Um, and like you said, you you, were, you came up to fought a guy in another in his backyard. You uh, you hooked up with a, a good young manager in Shane Shapiro. Talk, talk about uh, your uh, alignment with him. Yeah, so uh, coming out the amateurs, I was ranked. Uh, number four in my weight class. And so I done did all the top tournaments, national golden gloves, national power tournament. I done fought for Team USA in the World Series of Boxing, which is like, like semi-pro. And we was getting ready for the Olympic trials later that year in 2016, and actually 2015, I believe. And I was at a trial qualifier in Philadelphia. Uh, in the first round of the tournament, I got head, but it's when amateur, we didn't fight with the headgear. So yeah. I got head, but it right here. And split me wide open in an amateur tournament. I'm to my amateur tournament. Of course, I got disqualified because you can't fight in a tournament with stitches in your eye, right? <laughs> and so at that point, I was like, nah, man, I'm getting banged up and cut up and not getting paid for it. Let's do it. So we all, I'm already in my mindset about, you know, what's next. And uh, Shane actually reached out to me and my team. And um, he said, man, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the Olympic trials is coming up here. I want to see you perform. Now, like, man, actually, me and my coach, we were actually going to try to go a different route, actually turn pro before the trials. And um, after that, we had a conversation, man. We brought everything to the table, and we linked up, and here we are. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, he's a good, solid young manager. And, the, and then he actually he brought you to King's Promotions, who's one of, yes, one of if not the most, uh, the busiest promoter in, in the country. And, you know, um, Fight with Robinson, fight with with, with Akins, a fight with Plana, who obviously turns out he's a good fighter. And then you would have had the showbox opportunity. So uh, talk so, about what Marshall Coffee and Kings Promotions, uh, the, 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 that uh, team. So so me and Shane and my coach Kevin, like we all we all knew we had the skill sets, you know, do what we need to do and be on top. We just needed the right opportunity. And sometimes in boxing, you got to take those risks, like we talked about with Brandon Robinson. And as a manager, he made that happen. He made the connections. He got us an opportunity to show our skill sets, and we did that, man. And Marshall, as a promoter, man, I like it because he has connections. He's been in the game for a long time, man, mm-hmm. as a trainer, as a fighter, as a dad, you know, as a coach, as, <laughs> and as a promoter and stuff. And so he has connections, which what it takes 
to get your guys and opportunities to show what they got. You know what I'm saying? And what I like about King's promotion is that he puts you with tough opposition. You know, he don't he don't baby you, he doesn't coddle you. Mm -hmm. He puts you with tough opposition. And my theory is that if you can fight, you can fight. You know what I mean? If you can't fight, you get weeded out and go back to the ranks. You go back to being mm -hmm. a chef or or whatever. You know what I mean? But if you can fight, you can fight. So fight. Talk about um, you, you kind of uh, are doing a little bit of a backwards thing. Usually, um, you'll see a fighter from Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is like a smaller city, go to Dallas, Texas for the work. You actually are from Dallas, Texas, and you train in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So how 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 did you come up with that dynamic? So it's crazy, man. So I'm, I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, born and raised originally, and I went to Arkansas on a scholarship, music scholarship, University of Arkansas, man. And so um, I wanted to turn professional in boxing right after high school. I was boxing already in 15 years old. My mom was like, Nah, man, <laughs> you getting your education. And so I did it. I, I liked it. Uh, it. It was always a fallback plan, though. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to box. And my last semester of college, I met Kevin Lightside Lightburn, my current trainer right now. And it was here in Northwest Arkansas. And when I started training with him, man, I knew that was going to be the one to take me to the next level. We're both not from that area. Kevin, originally from Florida, and moved Little Rock pursuing his football dreams. He got married. And then moved north to Arkansas. Me being from Texas, we clicked up, linked up, and our idea with this sport right now is that no one in the Fayetteville area or even Arkansas, like for that matter, is doing what we're doing. You know what I mean? So we can we can move to Vegas. I've been in Vegas and LA and Sparta all the time. We know we got the skills. We could do that. But imagine taking over an entire area where everybody, everywhere you go, you talk about box, you're talking about hot sauce. Anything mm -hmm. with boxing, you're talking about hot sauce. And so that's how you get build up a huge fan base and get people behind you and take that to show. Man, ask Marshall, in Las Vegas, I'm supposed to fight? My fans still showed up to Las Vegas. You know, that's what I'm saying, man. It's all about building, as you know, professional boxing, it's about building, you know, revenue, which is, you know, ticket sales and support, and that's how you make it to the top. And how much has, uh, you know, obviously you, you've garnered fans from across the country, social media. I mean, uh, I see yeah. you on there, and uh, you're picking up fans that way as well. Yes, sir. So the biggest way is, um, you know, also, you know, I'm a trainer, a personal trainer and group class trainer at Straight Right Boxing Fitness. And so having that clientele where I can talk to different people, I got lawyers, I got doctors, I got mechanics, I got people of all different facets I get to talk to, and they branch out and talk to their people, it's just word of mouth. And, uh, of course, I'm a stand-up guy, Mark, you know what I mean? Yes, people like I got a nice smile, man. And I, I'm a straightforward type of guy. I'm not going to bullshit you, man. I'm an honest guy. So people can navigate towards that because they think boxers are all you know thugs and people they got no manners and just disrespectful all the time and shit and outside the ring i'm a nice guy you know what i mean inside the ring that's a different story but outside the ring i'm a good guy man you you have your moments <laughs> <laughs> uh talk about the, the music uh what, what um what type of music uh uh you go on a music scholarship uh, that, that's uh you don't hear that much from uh, a professional boxer yes sir so uh, i've been um playing you know drums since i was about six years old that started in the church. I would go and play the drum sets in my church um, back in Fort Worth. And then seventh grade came around, tried out for the band. It kept going. I ended up being one of the one of the best drummers in the school, at high school. And so it was kind of like people were like, you know, you got to go to school for music. I mean, you, you're good at drumming, so let's do it. And so I went to audition. Actually, one of my buddies was walking into the school. We had a packet that said Arkansas Music Scholarship or auditions on it. I hadn't even heard of the school before, University of Arkansas, you know what I mean? And so you going to Arkansas, man, with the Kissing Cousins? 
Why you up there? He's like, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna go try. I like, you know what? I'm going to. I went. I'm glad I went, man, because the professors they loved me. They gave me a scholarship, and the rest is history. What are your, who are your musical influences? Man, so uh, I've been a drummer, so I'm a percussionist, man. So of course, yeah, we talked last time, like Buddy Rich. Um, I, I got a whole plethora of drummers, man. I listen to a lot of bands I listen to, and it's weird because people come to me sometimes, like my buddy Bernard, about music questions, and it blows his mind how much I know about music because I'm not studied. I got a degree in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But just talking to me on the street, you think I'm just a boxer and whatever. But people ask me music questions about scales and uh, different modulations and different pieces and stuff like that. I know all of it. You uh, you you a rock and roll? I'm a rock and roll guy, so I was I was curious to see what. I got rock... you. No, so I'm I'm more of jazz and like you know. Latin are there, are there any rock and roll drummers that, that that you listen to or you oh, find? You know, got Neil Peart, man. You Neil, know, God rest his soul, just passed away from Rush. <laughs> yes, sir. You know you got to talk about Neil Peart, man. What man, about just... like what about some of the old school guys like like, like uh, Keith Moon and whatnot? Definitely, man. That's what I'm saying. So just like I treat music, I always always study the old and the greats. The same thing in boxing, the same way too. Now, always looking at old film or old music and kind of develop my own style from there. I, I, I don't know how familiar. I, one of my favorite drummers is, and you probably know him because actually he was on uh, with Conan O'Brien, Max Weinberg. You familiar with him? Okay. It's not familiar. I don't know him. I'm he's, about he's, he's Bruce Springsteen's drummer. Look him okay. up. He, 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 he's a. He's an incredible drummer. So uh, I'm gonna look him up. You gotta look up Aaron Spears, man. You heard of Aaron Spears? No, who's he with? Aaron Spears is tour with Usher, man, and tour okay. with uh, Urban the tour all over, man. He did the American Idol scene for. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll look him up. I'm more of a rock and roll guy, but I will, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll look him up. So uh, obviously, we're established ourselves twelve on one super middleweight division. The top of the division is uh, it, it, it's pretty good out there. I mean, you have guys, champions like Benavides. You got Caleb Plant. Yeah, obviously Canelo's lurking a lot around there. Callum Smith, some real good okay. fighters. Uh, um, I understand that 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 you know you may have an eye towards a Caleb Plant possibly. Yeah, that's uh kind of old history, man. I fought Caleb in the amateurs at the regional Golden Gloves here. So you know Arkansas has state Golden Gloves and then regional Golden Gloves, which is um, Tennessee, um, Arkansas, Mississippi, mm-hmm. all this all surrounding states and stuff. And so I fought him in the finals of the Mid-South Golden Gloves. At this time, only had maybe 13, 14 amateur fights. Caleb was the 2012 Olympic alternate, 2011 National Golden Glove champ. You know, he had all the accolades and all the experience and all this BS they said he had. Man, we didn't there and put our jab in Caleb's face. He didn't know what to do, man. He was lost. And so but I, me and my team felt like we, we, we edged it out. But, of course, you know, you got a 200-fight veteran versus a 13-fight veteran going to the national tournament. Of course, they're going to pick him. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, but do you? I know you. You, you know, you're probably several fights away from the top of the division. But I mean, do you keep an eye on what, what yeah. Benavides is doing and what Plant's yeah. doing? Callum Smith. You know, I, I, those are. I mean, I'm not counting Canelo, but between Smith, Plant, Benavides, who, who, who do you like? I like all three of them, man. Benavides right now, apparently, I hear run away from Caleb, and I don't know why. But the thing is, like, you know, some people say it's a couple fights away, but you know, in boxing, all it takes is one fight. And now you yeah, absolutely, mix, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah. But I'm yeah, saying sure. you probably won one or two, especially Correct. coming off the injury, you probably want to get your feet wet again. Correct. And yes, whatnot. Be- I'm being- I got my eyes on it, man. I'm watching the rankings, too. You know, right after, um, after B-Rob, after Antoine A, because I saw I was – I think I was top 15 in the country in my weight class. And I was the only one. If I looked above me, everyone above me had 25-plus fights, only had 12. And so that's how, you know, that's how you get on the rankings, by beating people. 
the more experience, and not just beating them, but knocking the ass out. Excuse my French. That's it. Well, you've you've already said worse during this interview. So, <laughs> I mean, a, 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 ass is is like G rated for 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 this interview. <laughs> uh, being from uh, being from Dallas, uh, I, I, I'm I'm uh, very scared to ask this question. You better not be a Dallas Cowboys fan. Man, I'm a first off, I'm from Fort Worth, and I'm a huge Dallas well, Cowboys fan. It's close enough. Man. <laughs> I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, man. I grew up around, like, what is it? Let me see, you a Philly fan too, right? Yeah, but I, I, you know, I don't even know how you, they let you in the city a few times be, <laughs> with you being a Cowboys fan. We hate, oh, the, we hate the Cowboys. You know what's crazy is that the same year that I fought B Rob and won against B Rob, the Cowboys beat the Eagles the next week, man. It just—it is what it is. This will be done, man. You think you think they should give Prescott forty something million dollars a year? Why not, man? They give him uh, less than quarterbacks thirty-seven. I'm I'm I, 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 I'm I'm actually hoping they do uh, because yeah, I, I don't. I'm actually hoping they do because I don't think he's very good. So have have Prescott <laughs> screw that that salary cap up. They, man, you, you happy with the offseason moves that they made? They made a lost a lot of guys on defense, but they drafted C.D. Lamb on offense. So that. Right. that it's been hard to kind of keep up here lately because of all the pandemic and stuff like that. But, um, man, my thing is with the Prescott money thing is anybody who has played a contact sport and risked their lives like that. Well, of man, course, you're going to try to get as much money as you can. Yeah, I, yeah, I hear man. that. But you yeah, as a sure. fan, he could screw the team up for a year if he doesn't, like, lead them deep into the playoffs because of the salary cap stuff. Correct. I think he can, though, man. I think Dan Prescott is very talented, man. Okay. Very talented. I know you don't like him because you – a hater, but and no, I'm, not, I'm not a hater. I'm just a, I'm just realistic. <laughs> so in, in, in Arkansas, I, I know football is big there and basketball is big there. You, you get caught up in any of the sports down. Well, you're probably Excellent. you're probably you're probably an Arkansas fan, being that you're a graduate. That's a double-edged sword right there, Mark. Man, so yeah, t- I, I love I love the university a lot, but man, the Razorbacks is like an ex-girlfriend that keeps promising you stuff and keep dumping you and then promise you. And, and not showing up, man, that's how sometimes the Razorback sports are. But basketball is going up and up. Football team just hired a new coach. Yeah. And, uh, baseball team always been stellar. So, man, it's, it's a good, man. There's no pro sports in Arkansas. So, the college is like every, the whole state shuts down for a Razorback football game. If I can just show you guys the experience it is to go to a Razorback football game, man, like it is ridiculous, man. <laughs> Um, just get back to uh, you know, the last fight with Plon and everything. Obviously, you've had a lot of time off with everything with the injury and plus now with the shutdown. Uh, did you watch the fight, things that you, you feel you can work on? Uh, you find a lot oh, of things definitely. you can work on? Find, without giving much away, uh, what, what, uh, unless you don't want, unless you don't want to uh, give a game plan out. But the, no, man. Anything? So this is my theory with game plans is that it's like old school football. You know what I'm doing, but can you stop it? Then you stop it. Yeah, um, so while watching the fight film, like I said, we got started too slow. And um we started with the jab, but we didn't jab enough. And then also we just gotta cut the ring off, man. We we gave him too many exit routes. We was in there. Like we'll jab forward, he'll start slide out to his left. So we got a game plan to stop that. And of course, let our hands go more, man. I promise you that in a 10-round fight, you saw all the shit he was talking about, how he felt like I was in trouble, not once. The blind that have me hurt. Now, one point that I feel like I was in danger. Like, like at no time of the fight, I felt like I was in danger. And you saw he was dying off at the end of that fight. So a 10 rounder fight, oh uh, yeah, man. So when he when he fought Newman, were you rooting for him? No, nah, I was actually hoping it was a draw so I can beat both of their ass again. <laughs> um 
when do you think we should be able to see you back in the ring? I mean, obviously, a lot's going to depend on when fights can happen with fans and whatnot, when promoters, you know, can come back full tilt. When do you feel be comfortable for you to get back in the ring coming off the injury? Sorry, I got a phone call. But so what's weird for me is that, you know, when all this uh, corona stuff hit, man, I was actually recovering my eyes. So it's like, for me, it sounds selfish, but that's the silver lining and all this is that I had time to heal. And so the doctor actually cleared me to get back to some contact earlier. Like, he told me I couldn't have zero contact until August. He cleared me two weeks ago. I can get back to sparring. So he's healing really well. So in my mind, in a perfect world, I would love to get back to fighting late August, early September, then try to run it back again in December, man, try to get two more for the end of the year. Got a question from Mike Miner watching us on Facebook. Who, who do you think was your hardest fight? Man, it's a great question, man. Man, great question. So – one of the best fights I had, of course, was with Brandon Robinson, man. He 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 brought that dog out of me. I had to dig down. I think it's more so because of my legs. But um, he definitely I, – I hit him, and he didn't fall. Most of the guys I fought, I hit him with a good shot. He kind of retreat. And when Brandon, I hit him, he came back stronger, man. Um, it's one of the better fights, but as far as hardest fights, man, I fought a guy in Little Rock, my fifth, sixth pro fight. He was undefeated. I, I was 5-0. He was 4-0. And this sucker had a cannon for an arm, Mark. I mean, like, both hands. He His technique was trash, but he was hitting like a damn Mascal mule, man. I'm talking about, like, right across the mustache. And so he caught me with a shot in the fourth round. It actually dropped me, man. It dropped me, and I actually – half of my body was outside the ring. So I had to get myself up in the ring, stand up, and I finished the fight out on my feet, you know, fighting back. But that was – I think the hardest fight I had to dig down into my heart and show the people that this is real, man. It ain't nothing sweet. I was winning that fight easy, too. Easy fight. Winning the fight. I boxed, and I dropped him in the third round, and I get caught with something stupid in the last round. Got, got, got you. Anything uh, before we let you go? Um, what do you uh, – would it be Bobby Taylor? Was that the fight? Yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> got, 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 got to love bo- uh, box wreck. Um uh, we've got a couple more. I think we got a couple more things. Uh, Mike Miner, he's uh, said B Rob's a beast. Said your last fight was 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 uh, was great, and uh, he was at the last fight when you and then when he fought Brandon. Uh, apparently, I know there was a little bad blood with you and Brandon lead up to the fight, but now you got you guys are good. Yeah, I mean we actually cool, man. We chopped it up about you know after my surgery and by his upcoming fights and stuff like that. But um, it's all business with me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I understand. Some people have to get hyped up or have to get to go in their fight. And me, it's like clocking into a job. If I, I told people, if I worked at Walmart, I wouldn't go, okay, all right, let's do this. No, I don't do that. This is a job for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we talk, what I do. Well, actually, working at Walmart these days has been dangerous. So. <laughs> you gotta get hyped up to go in Walmart now. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, yeah, man, we cool, man. Him and Rashad, man, we cool. Me and Rashad, yeah, they're good people. Good, good, good yeah, people. Really good people. Good people. Um, just trying to see here if there's a, a, any any more uh, thing. That's a great thing about boxing. You, you have a kid from uh, like yourself from from Fort Worth. Sorry, didn't say Dallas this time. And Brandon <laughs> from Philadelphia. You, you beat each other up for for a half hour, then uh, you put your arm around each other and you know uh, just, you know drink a water, you know uh, have an orange great, juice, man. and you know become friends again. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, thing, where can we see Calvin Hot Sauce Henderson on, on social media? If any of the fans want to get in touch, it's Calvin, with you. 
it's Calvin with the K, K A L V I N Henderson at Instagram, uh, Sauce Henderson or Hot Sauce Henderson on Twitter, and of course Calvin Hot Sauce Henderson on Facebook. Get at the uh, boy, man. I'd be remiss. I know I've asked you this question before. How do you get the nickname Hot Sauce? Yes, sir, man. So it's kind of, man, it's weird. So I, I think about that all the time. It's kind of like a two-part answer, man. The one part is that, man, I loved hot sauce so much when I was in high school that I used to put that shit on all my food, man. Pizza, tacos, oh. corn, oh. salads, all that stuff, you know what I mean? And then um, also, I was going to high school. It was an N1 mixtape basketball, like basketball. I used to watch, was, I used to watch those. Yeah, it was, a, it was a guy with the hot, like, yeah, I remember him. hot sauce. Yeah, man. So I was like, man, you know what? I'm the hot sauce of the boxing ring, man. That's who I am. Yeah, so I- kind of two-point answer with that. I liked uh, who do I like? I, I, I like half the man, pro- half amazing. Oh, no, no, I like the professor, and I like yes, the sir. He, he, he was good. Uh, Grayson Boucher, I believe his name was, and <laughs> yes, sir. And, and the Escalade. I mean that that, that, that Oh man, I forgot about the that, that guy. That, that guy was six nine, three eighty, probably. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I saw my guy on man. He Alan- had a hairband. What's what, what's the if I'd ask you what's the craziest thing you put hot sauce on? What would that be? Ooh, snaps, man. Craziest thing. You know what would be the craziest? You know what? Flip, flip that question. The craziest hot sauce I tried, man. The hot sauce is called Devil's Blood. Oh, I don't even want to know. I have a bad <laughs> stomach, so I don't, even, I don't even know. Just imagine coming out the other end, man. Just imagine that. <laughs> Alan, Alan Trey Davis the third hot sauce. I'm your biggest fan. If you ain't got the sauce, it's your loss. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's my nephew, man. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, John Driscoll, two tune-ups and plant. See you there, champ. So you got, you got, you got, 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 got a lot of fans. Anything was saying closing before we let you go? Yeah, man, I want to thank man, my entire team, man, my wife, Danielle, my kids, all 1,800 on this. <laughs> 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 I got to take my team, my uh, straight right, man, Kevin, Shane, Marshall, man, all the way to the top, baby. Thank you for a few minutes of your time, and uh, before you, before your next fight, we'll get you back on. We'll uh, we'll chop it up, talk to all the people around the country, and uh, actually all the people around the world. You have a wonderful night. Perfect. Thank you, big dog. Make good choices. Thank you. All right.